Arian Simone brings you. Oh, 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 oh my God. Straight off the number one and best selling book, book. It's the Fearless Faith and Hustle Podcast with Arian Simone. my fearless podcast and we're doing a fearless faith and hustle series for the book that you are featured in so we're going to dive right into it i have dr kim lee king on the podcast today she is a minister mother makeup artist and motivator and kim we are going to start off by just going through your entrepreneurial journey what made you want to get into entrepreneurship and where all of this started for you well, my family, uh, they're all, entre- well, a half of my family are entrepreneurs, uh, and the other half of my family, um, they're in the service business. So um, I think that, that combination of, of lineage uh, just kind of helped to uh, really kind of paint the picture for what my future would kind of look like, because I was used to being around people who served. My mother's a nurse. Um, my dad worked uh, in Secret Service, so he was, you know, a service gentleman, and then you know, on my other side of, of my family, um, I have a lot of uh, creatives. So we had stylists and, and, and barbers and nail techs. And so it just seemed like a fit for me to be able to, to do makeup because we didn't have any makeup artists in my family. So, uh, I, you know, I was in the salon one day and I remember my cousin saying, Kim, can you put a little bit of makeup on uh, this bride? And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And this was Erin uh, in a in a um, in the midst of me transitioning um, out of law school. I was in law school, um, and I really just was so unhappy. It was just like, oh my god! And I I think I did law, Erin, because it was safe. Um, you know, you talk about being mm-hmm. cool, so you know while we were in college, you know, you kind of you know we went to safe while we went to college. You know, we got a job, got a job. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I thought okay, I don't want to be a nurse and I'm certainly not going to be a secret service agent. And I was a communications major. So, you know, I thought, well, maybe I will, you know, take the legal route because it's so hard to, to secure a job in, in communications. You know, I, I just didn't know, I didn't want to be somewhere and, you know, and, and, and no offense, I just didn't want to be somewhere remote, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be an anchor or, you know, on the radio, um, you know, just to be able to pay bills. I wanted to definitely make a significant impact and whatever I did. And so I, you know, was drawn to law school so that I could do, you know, contracts as it relates to the industry. Um, and I got there and hated it. I hated Georgetown and I love, you know, the people, but I just really wasn't uh, just too happy with just the craft of law. I was like, this, maybe this isn't for me, you know? And I, I you know, my mother said, but you got in law school, you passed the, you know, the LSAT. Why did you not want to go to law school? I said, I just don't like it. So fast forward, I'm in the salon and I'm, you know, doing this lady's makeup and, you know, I'm kind of, you know, like, okay, I'll do it, but I really don't know what I'm doing. And I spin her around area into the mirror and she starts to cry. And I'm like, Oh God, I've messed this up too. Like I messed up law school, I messed this up, you know? And um, she said, no, I actually have never felt more beautiful. And I remember, oh, seeing, my God. yeah, it was just one of those aha moments. And I remember, uh, Oprah had done this uh, really impactful show back then about aha moments. And I never forgot that. And she described the aha moment. She said, um, you know, it is that time where you just theory and it makes sense. And I was like, okay, it, this, it just made sense. I was like, if I can wake up every day and make women cry in a good way, then this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I never went back to law school, Arian. I never went back. Um, and this was how far along end. did you get? I got through my first year of law school at Georgetown, and I remember my colleagues coming uh, into the mall where I actually gotten a job working at the Mac counter, and them saying, "Oh, so you're taking a little break?" And I was like, "Uh, uh, no." It says, you know, they were coming in to buy their power suits for you know <laughs> their mock trials and such, and I was like, "No, nope, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back." And I was adamant about it, Arian. I was really just determined to stick with this. I was like, this is going to work. I didn't know how it was going to work, but I was like, this is just going to work. So that's kind of how I got into it. I kind of, you know, it was kinda, I kind of fell into it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, a journey. It's been certainly a journey. 
You said something that just really struck me was that she turned around and when she cried, um, do you think this is more so a gift for you versus a skill? Because that oh, was your absolutely. first time. Absolutely. I had no skill at all. I didn't, we didn't have brushes. We were, I mean, I applied her makeup with a sponge tip applicator. I mean, we didn't have, con, we didn't contour. I didn't add any eyelashes to her. You know, and those are the things that right now, you know, these are what clients are wanting to do mm-hmm. absolutely back. So, you know, without those elements, she still felt the most beautiful she'd ever felt. So I know it had to be what you just said. It really had to be gifting um, because I didn't have any of those those formal skills um, under my belt to be able to apply to her face. And so I just I do believe that you're absolutely right. There's something very powerful about just operating in your gift because when you do provision just comes. So I want to get into the fact that you are a minister um, because this whole book is about, for female entrepreneurs, it's about applying faith principles. And I'd like to talk to you about where your relationship with God first started. Um, Well, I was a church baby, you know, just like I was a salon baby, you know, I I, I do, I just have a really traditional uh, story about church, but I, I, I got my encounter, my first encounter um, I had my, my roommates from college were killed um, and it was a very traumatic time for me, Arian. And I, um, although I had grown up in church, you know, in a very well-known church here in the um, DMV, I, um, you know, had the full church experience, but I never really had a God experience until they passed away. And I was supposed to be with them the night they were killed. They were killed in a, uh, a car accident uh, on their way out. Um, they were enjoying their evening and, um, I remember getting the phone call, uh, that they had gotten killed and I had just started going to this church here in Washington, Greater Mount Calvary. And I was devastated. I mean, you're talking about being rededicated. My, I had rededicated my life to Christ, um, in college. And, you know, I really kind of just kind of was getting introduced to, you know, the Holy spirit and, you know, being able to understand the voice of God. And I just really couldn't understand, you know, after making that change, Arian, why God would allow this to happen to me in my life. And I was so distraught, Arian, because I just I just could not believe that my roommates were killed to go back to that apartment and not see their things and know that they were never to return and that God spared my life. It was like an eye opener. That's traumatic. That's traumatic. It was, yeah. it was a traumatic eye opener for me. And to you know, to, to watch their parents grieve um, and look at me and say, why not you? Why, why my daughter and not you, you know? Um, and I don't, they never said that verbally, but that kind of was. You could feel it. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. I really could. And we all did the same things. I mean, we were, we were little party girls, you know, we had fun, you know, we were, you know, I'd like to have a good time. And, you know, that night I chose not to go. I chose to, to stay in and, you know, God spared my life. And I just always, ask I said God if you spare my life it's a reason I I need to be impactful my life has got to have purpose I I can't wake up every day and not do something that you want me to do and I think that was where you know ministry kind of really took precedence in my life where I felt Mm -hmm. like I wanted to dive deeper I wanted to figure it out I couldn't answer the questions people asked me, Erin. I couldn't answer, you know, the bereavement questions. I couldn't answer, you know, people hurting and why God allows good, bad things to happen to good people. I couldn't answer any of those questions, Erin. And so it caused me to want to dive into ministry. And I started to take um, some ministry classes at my church. I, you know, went through the whole Bible study program um, and matriculated through that and then um, ended up going to graduate school for um, divinity and got a master's in divinity as a result. And because I wanted to answer the hard questions and mind you, Arian, while this is happening, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through law school and then I end up not in law school and I end up doing makeup. And so fast forward, you know, now passion meets purpose, you know, it's like, okay, now, you know, it's starting to make sense and God is starting to peel back, you know, the curtains and he's starting to show, you know, to present the show to me, like how this is going to run a show, you know, how mm-hmm. this is going to really happen. You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to utilize your gift to get in the door, but once you're in the door, you're going to utilize your, you know, your, your gifting in me 
you know, to be able to stay in the door. And that means encouraging women and inspiring women, you know, with your gifting and with the words you say and just the gentleness of your touch, you know, for women who are hurting and, you know, who have been through traumatic circumstances or just need to have a listening ear, you know. And so that's what God has allowed me to do. And he's, you know, perfecting that gift every day. You know, and it amazes me, Arian, some of the circles that I'm able to travel in. I mean, you know, I met you on the set with Whitney Houston and just to be in that space with her um, in her last moments mm-hmm. you know, was, was incredible, you know, just to be able to share, you know, uh, our experiences with God. You know, she called me church nurse. You know, that was her, her nickname <laughs> for me. She said church nurse. She said, because every time you come around, Kim, I feel better. And I know you love God. She was like, it's like. I could be going through something and I know you're going to revive me, girl. You're going to make me feel better. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. And so that was our little, you know, her, her pet name for me. And it was something that I, you know, I, I hold so dear to my heart when someone of that magnitude can look at you and say, you know, I know I, I'm going to feel better when you come around and I'm going to look better when you're around. So it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It, it truly is. We're going to rewind just a little bit because, okay. um, you have definitely said a lot. One, I love about how, like, you talked about just the foundation of how the dots just, you can look back and see how the dots were all connected. Um, so I want to go back to your entrepreneurial journey because we went from the Mac store to Whitney Houston. So for the yeah. listeners, <laughs> they're like, okay, now how she's gone from the Mac store to Whitney Houston? Right, right. Um, what was in between there? Because there are definitely um, other aha moments. They may not be as big as the aha moment of, oh my gosh, this is my purpose and my calling. But there's different moments along the way where they're very pivotal in your career. So you went from the Mac store and then what was next? Let me tell you something, Arian. I tell, when I say God sends angels to look after Kim Lee, it is the craziest thing. I'm sitting at the Mac store and a producer comes up to the counter and this is before, you know, we had a Rolodex of makeup artists to choose from. So people would come to the Mac counter to mm-hmm. utilize our services. <laughs> and so this producer comes to the Mac counter. He's like, hey, yo, I'm doing this video this week, you know, next week on Wednesday here in D.C. with this new group, you know, and I need some makeup artists. I need two. So my manager looks at the schedule. She said, whoever's off, they can come. So she looks at the schedule. I'm standing next to her. I'm off that day. And a girl named Dana never will forget the story, Arian. So she said, well, y'all are going, right? Now, she was the best manager ever. No hate, no, you know, just always encouraging us to work and to do great things. So she sends me on this video shoot when she could have very well gone, and she was much more qualified than me. We get to the video shoot, Arian, and guess who it is? It's Jodeci. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you don't understand. You don't understand, Kim. I would have fainted. I am one oh. of the biggest Jodeci fans ever. Listen, <laughs> I you know, love Jodeci. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was crazy because you know they're from the Baltimore area. So, you know, it just, it, I, I, but of course, I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. I was like, oh my God. So we get there in this Jodeci. They don't tell us who it is. We just get there. We got our little Mac kits. We're doing their makeup, and there's all these BET people there. And so this guy from BET says, hey, look, we're looking for a makeup artist at BET to do makeup on Saturday mornings um for teen summit so i started doing teen summit i mean literally arian the doors just swung open and i was in the right place at the right time just being obedient and trusting god and so i started working at bet now mind you this is 23 or four years ago Mm. so i was at bet for 22 years working on all the shows that people grew up loving you know, from Tigger in the Basement to Teen Summit and, you know, all the Donnie Simpson's radio show. And I actually ironically just did Madeline Woods last night, who was one of our hosts. And I did uh, uh, Heart and Soul and, and, and all of the BET Awards, every BET Award show from BET Hip Hop to regular BET Awards to BET Honors. I've been the lead artist on all of those shows. And it has just Ooh. been like it. And it was crazy. And, it, you know, I, I thank God for Derek Rutledge, who... Um, was lead artist at BET for many years, but he said, Kim, hey, look, I have an opportunity to go on the road with Patti LaBelle and Shaka Khan. I need you to fill in for me this day. So a lot of that was because I was filling in for him and he was transitioning and God just had it set up where I was, as he was transitioning out, I was transitioning in and filling his shoes, but still making my own mark at the same time. So I'm just really thankful to him and for the staff at BET for believing in me, Arian, when I didn't even have a kit 
I just literally showed oh my up with a, with a bag full of makeup, hoping for the best, you know, and just watching and learning and, 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 and taking notes. We didn't have social media, Arian. We didn't have a whole lot of resources to be able to guide us. Where YouTube, you know, all of those things where you could kind of watch and learn. You just had to watch and learn in real life, you know, and just take mental note of things. And so that was kind of how, you know, my career really um, just kind of blew up. I was just at the right place at the right time. And I started doing Deborah Lee, um, who was, of course, CEO of BET for many years and traveling with her all around the world was something that I can't even describe to you. And so, you know, I, 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 God made my name great. Um, you know, and people, I became a household makeup name, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say overnight, but pretty quickly. Um, I was doing hair book shoots and working at BET. And so women would thumb through magazines, you know, and see my name in the magazines and then see my name on credits. And so that was how that message of my name got out. You know, we didn't have social media so when social media came into play, it was like, okay, now we can put a name with a face, mm-hmm. you know, because they would just see my name roll on credits or see my name in uh, the magazines when they would pick out their favorite hairstyle on a Saturday morning, you know, next to it would say, oh, photo credit by makeup credit by. So, you know, that was how I, my name, you know, got circulated. Um, I remember Venus and Serena, when I first started doing them, they said they saw my work in a hair book magazine, you know, so. Oh we my God. Watching your work for years and we would go in and decide how we wanted our braids or how we wanted our hair and we would see your name, you know, and that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. So, you know, those, those outlets, I definitely, um, you know, I appreciate wholeheartedly, um, those early ways that we were able to disseminate messages and visions and images of our work. You know, I appreciate those moments. I do. That's back when we looked at credits mm-hmm. on TV shows and we looked at credits on on uh, video shows because you wanted to see who did it, but you never saw their faces, you know? So we don't have, we didn't never, we never were able to connect the name with the face. And people thought for years I was Asian. They had no idea. I was Asian. <laughs> you know? So it was, it was kind of a big reveal when, you know, social media came out like, Oh my God. I remember those first messages I would get like, you're black, like you're African-American. <laughs> like, yes, I am. So yeah, it's just been, it's been incredible. It's been just a journey. Oh my gosh. Well, I know how you got into film because I've asked you that before, but for those who are listening, how did you go from TV and then into movies? Um, my first film experience was with Angela Bassett, go figure. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never had to work my way up, which is crazy, but it was certainly a pledging moment. I mean, I literally was, it was rough. I mean, we, we were away in a foreign country and. Oh my we gosh. Were, Your first film was international. My first film was international. I was in Nova Scotia with Angela Bassett shooting um, Jumping the Broom with Laz Alonzo uh, and uh, Paula Patton and Angela Bassett. And so we're there in Nova Scotia. I didn't know anything about a set. I didn't know anything about a script. I didn't know nothing about a continuity. Continuity. Woo, yes. Nothing. (laughs) Right? Nothing. And Angela called me. I was doing Angela's makeup. Um, I'd been doing Angela's makeup and I... Uh, was got familiar with her because she was coming to Washington doing uh, many speaking engagements and so she calls me one day and said hey Kimmy it's Angela and I'm like Angela (laughs) right I'm like Angela and she's talking to me like we girlfriends I'm like hi Angela she said yes I'm shooting a movie in um I think it's Nova Scotia. I wanted to know if you wanted to come as my makeup artist. I almost dropped the phone, Erin. I couldn't believe that she was <laughs> calling me to do this movie. And I'm like, Angela, I'm not in the union. She said, oh, it's okay. You'll be my request. And so mm-hmm. my, as mm-hmm. she's saying this, I'm thinking, I need to look this stuff up because I don't know what an actor's request means. And I don't know mm-hmm. any of this stuff. So I'm taking notes and I start looking up information. And I get to Nova Scotia with her fast forward. And I am lost. I, I walk in the trailer and I am lost because at BET, we were in a, 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 a beautiful uh, makeup room with lights and everything. And not that the trailer didn't have that, but, you know, it's a portable trailer out in the middle of nowhere, you know. And so I'm out there. It's raining profusely. It's the weather is just horrific. I mean, it's just every extreme of weather. It's cold one day. It's hot, you know. Nova Scotia is on like the, 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 the cusp or the apex of all of the temperatures. 
So it rains one day, then it's really, really hot, then it's really, really cold. And so I was just out there. I was trying to get past the elements. Like it was just, it was so many things going on, Arian, that were, that caused deficiencies, I thought, but really they were developing me. I thought it was just destroying me, but it was developing me. Um, it was developing a, mm-hmm. a, a stamina and a, and a, and it was developing my character. It was developing my, my, it was causing me not to be fearful, you know, and not to say this cliche ish, but I was becoming fearless because I was away from my family and I didn't have any of the things that made me feel comfortable with life. I didn't have any of the, of the conveniences of, 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 of food and clothing and shelter and, um, and, and, and family love and all that. It was all away from me, millions of miles away. And so I had to really develop this relationship um, with myself um, and learn how to trust myself on some things and learn how to trust God, you know, and really just, you know, go through this process, you know, every day. I don't remember a day not going by that I didn't pray about something, Arian, that was significant. You know, even for me getting sick from the food, you know, God just helped me to be able to stand up all day, you know, after being literally having to be transported from being sick, you know, and having to get IVs, uh, you know, to infuse, you know, B12 back into me because I was, I was depleted. You know, it was just so many things that I endured during that trip, but it developed me, Arian, into something I can't even begin to tell you. Those 18 hour days, you know, those extreme temperatures, um, being away from family and developing relationships on set, it just, developed something in me that I never knew existed it just it it really did and so I hope that this is an encouragement to someone that might be in a, a situation that mm-hmm. is extreme for them you know there's somewhere you're very uncomfortable you're very unaware of you have no reference point you're out in the middle of the ocean area and you don't see the shore literally Ooh. you have no way to know which way to swim so you're exerting all of this energy and you don't know where you're going. It's either sink or swim. Like which way, do, but what, which mm-hmm. way do I go, God? And that's what I did every day in every situation. How do I learn this, this, this continuity book? How do I know? I didn't know you had to check in set, you know, every six minutes. Like I didn't know anything about set time and any of that. Mm-hmm. You had no idea how long our lunch breaks were and, I didn't know any of that stuff, Aaron, and I was getting reprimanded constantly, <laughs> constantly by the lead artist on set. And I finally told her, I said, "Give me a break. I don't know any of this stuff, you know." And I'm I'm here as a team in a team effort, you know. I, I I need your help, and she refused to help me. She blatantly told me no. She said, "If you get sent home, that'll be on you." And I said, "Okay, God, it's me and you now. <laughs> I don't have no help. It's me and you." You know, and I thank God for the Jakes who, you know, produced that movie. I thank God for Mara, uh, uh, Brock Akil and Salim Akil for allowing me to come on set and believing in me because, uh, you know, without their uh, encouragement while I was on set, I would have, I literally probably would have gone home. Like I would just, <laughs> many days it's the end, I'm going home today. I'm just going to tell them in the production office, send me home. <laughs> I just feel inadequate. And she was like, no, you're doing fine. You know, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, Erin. It's probably the most, it's the scariest moment of my career is doing that, but probably the most monumental one because it opened up so many other doors as a result of that. That, that is a blessing. Uh, that is definitely a blessing. One thing I do want to discuss when you were talking about this story was about like you had, to, you were like, I was praying about everything every day and different things of great magnitude. Um, what different scriptures or, or principles that you apply to your business just continually? Something that you just rest in and rest on. Like oh for me, I, I know one of mine is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just like, is there anything that you just, you, you like, okay, I rest on that all the time. I do. I have a few of them. Um, I love Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm-hmm. You know, the he that has begun a good work in you, if he's begun to work in you. He is able to perform it. So if he starts something in you, he's going to see you through to finish it. And that has been the scripture that has kept me um, through the years is Jeremiah 29 and 11. Also, 
I really just love to um, to think about that God is concerned about the things that concerns me. He's mm-hmm. concerned about what I am concerned about. Yeah, He's he perfects that which concern of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so He He has he, when we when we're thinking that God is so big that He does not think about my heart. That's not true, you know. And so I share a lot of my heart with God constantly. We're constantly talk, talking. I'm like God. Oh my goodness, I'm in the car, you know. And it's not a formal situation, Arian. You know, people think you got to get in this formal posture with God, and you do to some in some instances. But when your back is up against the wall, you need to go in the bathroom. You need to have a conversation. God, I need your help. You know, and I know oh. that my help is coming from you. You know, my help comes from the Lord. It comes from no, and I learned that scripture firsthand in Nova Scotia. My help comes from the Lord. It comes from no one else but him oftentimes, you know, because he can utilize whoever he wants. But what if all of those that are around you say no? And that was what I experienced. Everyone saying no. No doors opening. No one extending a lifeline. No one, you know, being kind. And, you know, in a lot of those times I was in Nova Scotia and on many sets, you know, you, you just have to rely on God and trust in him. And so he'll show you firsthand. And unfortunately, sometimes it's painful, but it's necessary, very necessary. And what I love about that story is that, you knew, I mean, he brought you there. He wasn't going to leave you. <laughs> no, he, he brought you all the way up to Nova Scotia. Like he, he was definitely not going to leave, not going to leave you. He just wanted you to see him in it. But that was that is a powerful, powerful story. And I have Jeremiah 29. 11. I had that on my wall about the plans that God has for me. That's, I keep that on my wall. Um, but that is definitely awesome. So fast forwarding your entrepreneurial journey, um, though we do take the time to stop and reference you know, the scriptures and the principles that get us through these different um, milestones. I want to talk to you about your product line. Yes. So when did this come about? So I was uh, speaking at a conference about six years ago I got an opportunity to speak in front of 5,000 women at, um, for sisters only. And I got the call and I was in LA and I remember, um, being with one of my girlfriends, Didi Kelly, who's a makeup artist. And we were sitting in her room and she said, Kim, you cannot speak at a conference with 5,000 people and not leave them with a product. And I said, well, what are we going to do? She said, well, girl, all the manufacturers are here. So we developed wink and pout the name, the product, I only had a few products and I got a booth. They offered me a booth. I didn't have a book. I didn't have anything like that. And that's when I knew that I needed to make some changes in my career. Like I needed to go in a different direction. And it was more than just makeup because I only got two hands. So if I want to be able to reach the masses, I have to be able to put something in their hand. And so that's um, good. developed this uh, makeup line. She helped me to develop it. And we came up with the names. I called my graphic artist. I said, look, I need you to do a website really quickly. We have seven days. We developed Wink and Pout in seven days. Real story, seven days. I called her. She developed this, this website. I said, just wait on the colors. I don't have pictures of them. I don't have anything yet, but just put the website up, you know, coming soon. So she puts up the website. We go to the manufacturer. I pick out 12 lipsticks, 12 lip glosses, 12, lip line, 12 liners. And I, I pick them out. I take them to the conference. We sell out. We sell what? out. I mean, completely out. Nothing left. And we, I come up with these palm cards. I get them printed. I put them in everyone's bag. I'm like, if you need to reorder, and people started reordering. Um, and in the interim of that, I'd taken pictures of the product, and we put it on the website, and people started ordering. And I was thinking, okay, this is just for the conference. I, I never thought that we were going to do this, like, ongoing. Like, I was like, this is for the conference, and if they want to reorder, which most women, if they like a color, they're going to want it again. I'll just have it on my website, and we'll just do that, right? And people started asking for more things. They wanted blush. They wanted bronzer. You know, this was the time when highlight was getting real popular. Mm-hmm. They wanted a highlight. They wanted a contour palette. Now I need foundation because, you know, this was literally maybe right at the beginning where drugstores were starting to comply with African-American skin tones, okay, where they were starting to make colors that work for us. But this was right before that. And so I was like, okay, I got a responsibility to these people. They're dependent on me, you know, and there are a lot of makeup lines that are out here, you know, and uh, but there are not very many where the actual makeup artist is in the front of it. You know, there are only a few of us, 
you know, there are a lot of people who used to be photographers who start makeup lines or whatever, but, or actresses that start makeup lines. But when you're a makeup artist and you are right in the trenches with the customer, you know what the customer wants. So I developed this wonderful line called Wink and Pout, and it is inspired by my celebrity encounters. So I have really wonderful names of the product and people can live vicariously through me and the product and feel like they're on set. So we developed the uh, Empire Collection because I uh, had a client that worked at Fox, who's one of the VPs. And this is before Empire had, you know, come to play. And she said, I can't tell you anything about the product, about the show. All I can tell you is, is that there's a character and she is racy and she, you know, she's describing Cookie to a T. She can't tell me her name. She can't tell me her name. She can't tell me much. She's telling me just enough. And so they did this market research uh uh, um, a thing with me, myself and Damone Roberts, who you know, and, and Kim Kimball. And so we put our products into this into this PR marketing bag when they were promoting Empire. So I came up with a color card, Empire Red, which to date is the biggest selling product that we have. And so it's a fiery matte red that is unbelievably gorgeous, looks great on all skin tones. And so those kind of doors started opening for me and um, I was working also with the cast of Scandal. So I came up with the, uh, the uh, Scandal collection. So we have colors in that uh, collection called In Love With My Ex and Lace Bustier, you know. Uh, and so you feel like you were experiencing the, the life that Carrie Washington was living when she was in love with the president in that show. You know, so I developed all of these really cool colors, Arian, and cool names for these colors. Um, and I came up with all these collections. I have the wedding collection when I got married. That collection sold out. So every time we come up with this collection, people are, they just, they, they literally, and I tell the story on my page about the collection, you know, how the names were derived. And so people just fall in love with the colors just based off of the collections. And so we've had a lot of fun with this, Arian. And so we have six different entities of Wink and Pout now. Um, so we have, of course, Wink, which is for eyes, Pout is for lips. Uh, we have uh, Blend, which is for foundation. Um, and then we have uh, Strokes, which is our brush collection. And then we're coming up with King, which is our uh, men's collection. And then Clear, which is our skincare. So each entity of our, our collection, of our, our brand, you know, you can go right to it and find what you're looking for. Um, very easy. Um, you know, if you know you want to clear your skin, you go into the Clear collection and you can find a, a host of things, you know, that are going to satisfy whatever needs you have. So yeah, we're having fun with the brand, um, Aaron. It is so much fun to create and to give women what they need and what they want. Well, you're having a lot of fun because you also just had another large milestone with the brand. So let the people know what that is. <laughs> so we we just launched um, uh, Wink and Pout at the MGM National Harbor. Um, so we are one of the first African-American brands to be at the Salon and Spa which is a wonderful milestone. Um, and so we were so thankful for that phone call. You know, we, we applied for that area some years ago um, when the MGM first erected. And so they had a responsibility to the county of Prince George's County to hire a certain amount of people or to have a certain amount of businesses in that space. And so I applied and they said no. Um, they put another brand, a very well-known international brand in the, in the salon and spa, and it flopped. And uh, two weeks before I got the phone call to, um, to, to be an MGM, I actually was going to shut down the website, Arian, and rebrand and remarket Wink and Pout. We had hit a plateau. And you and I had talked about that um, before. Mm -hmm. when I had come down for the pitch contest. I was trying to rebrand, re-strategize, remarket the product, and I was actually in a very, very um, unusual place in my business area. And I know that many people listening to this have gotten to this place where you feel like I am, I've plateaued. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Um, I don't know who I should call, you know, how we can change this. Funds are limited. What can we do? So getting that call, um, Arian, was a moment of resuscitation for me as a business owner because it, it made me feel like, oh, my God, all my work wasn't in vain. And to hear them say, we are removing that product out and putting your product in if you are willing to come and to hear our offer. You know, I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, what? You know, and it's like that baby that you have incubated for so long is finally going to be just come out and the world is going to see it. 
And so I am just, I, I, I can't even tell you how thankful I am for that, that phone call. Um, and then last night we were the official sponsor of the Urban One Honors, which was sponsored by MGM and Wink and Pout um, for that awards. This is their inaugural uh, uh, honors program that we did last night. And so, you know, just seeing how everything is coming into play and partnerships are being created just that fast by just holding fast and staying steadfast in the dream that I have um, is, is just something to behold. When you start to see it unfold, you're like, whoa. Like, this is really happening. And so that's where we are with Wink and Pout. And I hope that somebody listening to this is encouraged not to give up because that phone call is coming. That that lifeline is getting ready to be thrown to you. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm speechless, Arian. Seriously, I'm speechless. This is all beautiful. Oh, I love it. I just love it. <laughs> um, one thing that we do in the book, the book is pretty much based upon my morning routine. It has scripture, prayer in there, a message in there, declaration exercises, and of course, a story from a fearless female entrepreneur. Um, and the reason why I even designed the book is because I always kept getting the question asked, what is your morning routine? What is your morning routine? I'm like, why is everybody asking me my morning routine? I was like, you know what? I'm about to give you my morning routine. <laughs> and that's how the book is. It's my morning routine. So I wanted to ask you, what is your morning routine? Um, well, I have a, a, a ritual that I have done for many years. I get up around 5 um, a.m. before the day gets busy and I meditate. I meditate from about 5 to about 5.30 and then about 5.30 to 6, I start to read the word. Um, Are you real I, disciplined? Yeah, five, I do. Five, I do it every five, day. 5 a.m.? I, I would have fell asleep. Go ahead. <laughs> 5 o'clock. I know it's hard, but you have to get up. You have to cut the lights on. You know, you got to move around because if not, you're going to, you know, so I usually light candles and I just kind of, you know, kind of just gather my thoughts and just kind of meditate on my day. I start to read the word and then I pray at six um, and I pray at six o'clock. Um, I've been doing this six o'clock prayer routine. I just incorporated the meditation at five because my day gets crazy after six. So I was like, mm -hmm. I probably didn't do it before. Um, and so I pray at six to so about six thirty. Um, with a group of people at my church, we um, call, are called Forward Church. So we pray every day at six o'clock. Um, and then um, my day starts. And from that moment, I get off that prayer line. It is full steam ahead. So I've been doing this for many, many years, Arian. And what it does is it helps me to, to center myself. It helps me to tackle and be proactive with some of the things that I'm going to have to end up tackling um, instead of reactive. Um, you know, one of the strategies of being um, a, a, a successful Christian is being proactive in your approach to, to Christendom, um, because you have to know that, you know, trials are going to come, hurt is going to come, um, suffering, pain, you know, all of the things that develop fruit in your life, you know, and people are attracted to ripe, and I say juicy fruit, people like ripe, juicy fruit, and fruit is developed when you are disciplined. If you think about fruit growing on a tree, it takes a certain amount of, of sunshine. It takes some rain. You know, it takes, you know, all of the things that we experience in life, some good times and some bad mm -hmm. times, definitely are going to develop fruit um, in prayer. Um, and so in putting it in, planting in the right place, putting your seed in the right ground, um, cutting off some things at the right time, because any, any tree that produces fruit has to be cut. Mm -hmm. It has to be cut. Otherwise, the fruit won't be as ripe. So you have to have some pruning and some cutting that takes place. That means some people have to fall off. Some some bad habits have to fall off. So it is it is part of it is the more you grow, like with any tree. And that's how I parallel my life is the more I grow, the more pruning has to happen. You know, I have to repot, replant, you know, some things I have to kind of, you know, resoil some stuff. So, you know, and I use those parables because it kind of helps you to understand that the evolution of life ministry, business, uh, family, all goes through these processes, these meta metamorphous, metamorphic processes. They all go through the same process. It's a process of what you, what you plant, how you cover it, you know, when you water it, how you pray over it, you know, everything requires that same energy, that same process. There's nothing new under the sun. I don't know what people like to do it their way. They feel like their way works and it could very well work for a while. 
but there's nothing like doing it the old traditional way. It still works. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His ways are the same mm-hmm. yesterday, today, and forevermore. The way we approach it might be different, but the method by which we do it is the same. And so I, I believe that that consistency, it works. God honors faithfulness. He honors faithfulness. He doesn't honor tears. He doesn't honor any of that. We're not talking about him caring about you. We're talking about his honor towards you. So he honors you when you're faithful. And when you're faithful over a few things, the Bible says he makes you ruler over many. And so I just really take these moments that I have with him, these, 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 these important moments, and I really try to develop a, a, a pattern with God. Like, a, a, and, and, and mind you, I don't put God in a box either because if God say pray till eight, I'm going to pray till eight. If he says, you know, you need mm-hmm. to pray all day, I'm one of those people, Aaron, because prayer is my gift. So for me, I, when I talk to God, he just miraculously, his ears are inclined towards my request. It is one of the most incredible and remarkable things I've ever seen in God. I'm like, God, you really listen to me. And so because I have your ear, I want to make sure I'm saying the right things to you. I want to know you. So I know what you like to hear, but my heart is right. Because I want to talk sweet to you. I want to, I want to enjoy you in, in, in the fullness of who you are. You know, I'm so in love with him, Arian. It's a, it's a love relationship that I can't even describe because he's just been so good to me. He really, really has. And I don't say that, you know, lightly. I say that so wholeheartedly. He has been so amazing to me. So I owe him that. I owe him that where I'm able to labor for people who can't labor for themselves, who don't know how to labor. You know, you can't know God apart from his word. Unfortunately, people say they know him, but they don't know the word. So they don't they don't spend time with him. And I'm like, if you just spend a little time with him, you know, his ears will open up. I can't just run to somebody off the street and ask for something because they don't know me. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't just, run, just randomly ask somebody for whatever I want. I need some food. I need something to eat. I need something to drink. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How are you? You know, hello, before you start asking me stuff, can you at least say hello to me? You know, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of how, you know, God works, too. We have to get to know him. And yeah, there are opportunities. That's where his grace and his mercy comes in, where he will grant us stuff when we don't talk to him. But um, I don't want to have that relationship with God where I'm operating off fumes, you know, where it's just the, I'm just sliding on in, God, just by the, by the skin of my, the skin of your grace. I'm sliding in. I want to have an intimate relationship with him because he is the reason why I'm here. And we're only here for two reasons, Aaron. We're here to worship the Lord and to bring souls to the kingdom. And we do that through our gifts. And I need to know how you want me to worship you today. How do you want me to, to be able to be a walking, living epistle of your word? How is it that you want me to bring in souls today? Sometimes it's just my presence. I need to be in the right place at the right time. People need to see my fruit they need to see the love that i give they need to see my patience they need to see temperance it's not always preaching with a pulpit bible it's sometimes a lot of times it's just your presence we are change agents arian god has summons us to be in places where we shift atmospheres people gonna be healed because of us they're gonna be delivered because of us because of our presence because greater work shall we do so when we show up stuff should change things should happen souls should be saved people should be healed People should become delivered. Change should fall off. They should. That that's what should it because that's what the word says. Mm-hmm. It should happen, and I look forward to it happening every day. Oh, this is so rich. This is so rich. I could talk to you all day. Okay, so okay. <laughs> this is this is very rich, and I love when you even said his ears are inclined to my request. Oh my gosh. One thing I wanted to point out, though, and have a discussion with you about, um, which actually was, this is just me having this discussion more so off the cuff. This was not part of the planned interview or anything of that. Um, When you said you were raised in the church, you were a church baby. One thing that I love about you is that you are relevant. And I wanted to have that discussion because you were talking about how we are change agents. And I said, this doesn't even have anything to do with the interview today, per se. At least I didn't think it did. Okay. (laughs) But this is just where we're going with this now, because you fly, like I say, from your clothes to your makeup. Nobody would pin you as, in my opinion, if they just saw you off the street, they wouldn't say, oh, she's a church girl. Right. Right. I don't I don't think so. At least not from what I see. No, you're, not, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I I, I fool folks often. I fool for I come in, I ambush girl. I come in on an ambush girl. I come in with 
with with peplums and tutus and and thigh high boots and I ambush. I come look. I come to make the devil out the liar that he is, and I come in with a vengeance because I know I'm on assignment. Any place my feet trod, I'm on assignment. I know I'm on assignment, and I ask God a lot of times, why am I here? Who is it that I'm supposed to affect? And sometimes I don't even know it until years later, when someone will come up to me and say, "You were at this event, and I saw you." And I started following you or I saw you and you said something so impactful to me. And I don't even remember the conversation, but you just have to know that your footsteps are ordered. The Bible says he'll be a lamp into your footsteps and a light into your pathway. So wherever you walk, he's going to guide you because he's going to lighten that area so that right there in that moment, his light will shine and he'll show you what he'll have you to do. And so me being a, a church girl, you know, a fly church girl, you know, and I appreciate you saying that, but it's so true. It allows me to be able to draw people who normally would not come to Christ because they look at me and they, they look at the outward appearance, not knowing that inside there is full of joy and peace and God's presence, you know. And so um, whatever God has to utilize to attract them. Great. The Bible says one plant, one water and God give the increase. So whatever capacity I walk in that day, whether it is a planter or a waterer, I literally walk in it with 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 joy and with excitement you know what I mean because I know that I am literally called to souls I'm called to this um Arian and I live for it I I love to see shackles fall off people and I can see it in the spirit I see when people are becoming free and delivered from low self-esteem from addictions from you know all kinds of hurt and pain God has given me an inside scoop on people's hearts I can see it I can tell when a person is anguished and, and, and or angry or frustrated or, 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 or just feeling really distraught. And I know the differences between the two. And all God has to allow me to do is just get in your space and touch you. The only thing that separates me from you, Arian, is a cape. Once I put that cape on, that's the only separator. Because other than that, we are the same. We all want to be loved. We all want to be revered. We all want to be respected. We all want to be, we all want the same things, male and female. We do. It's natural, it's instinctive into, as to who we are. We all want the same things in life. We just go about them differently. We all want to be happy. We all want to have peace. Everyone does. And so God has given me this unique gift to be able to draw souls to the kingdom. And a lot of times it's by my, the visual that they see. They're attracted to, to things that they like. They like clothes, they like makeup, they like hair, whatever it is. But that's the open door. But once I get in, once I get in girl it's a whole nother situation you know and I always let the Lord lead me um in that because you don't want to overdo it with somebody or underdo it you know you want to do just what God wants you to do and so that's 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 my assignment I'm a marketplace minister girl and I live for it I live for it. you think about a marketplace you think about a bazaar or a place where you got a whole bunch of booths and you know people selling what they want to sell and trading what they want to trade and you know, people kind of congregating, lots of people. That's the kind of atmosphere and environment I'm in every day. It's something different every day. It's a different place. It's different people, you know, and so I'm adjustable. I'm adaptable. And so I have to, I wear my, I, I have to be relevant, you know, for people to understand, understand what's happening. You know, I, I can't be in a, in a full church hat and suit, you know, and I'm a first lady. You know what I'm saying? I have to be relevant to the people. That doesn't mean I'm going to wear something that's, you know, that's just too racy that's going to cause me to break my witness. But if my husband likes it, I put it on. I'm like, baby, you like this? He like, I love it. Okay, I'm wearing it. <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. I have um, you have you ever felt the need or pressure to conform? Not even prior to your marriage. I mean, just in just coming from church course. culture in general. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. I would be a liar if I told you otherwise. I have always felt that pressure. I've always felt like, okay, what's too much and what's not enough? Like, what? how can I have a happy medium? And God is like, just be you. I made you who you are. Just be you. So I wear blue, I wear white hair, <laughs> pink <laughs> hair. <laughs> you know, I do because I'm a creative. And, and, and that's what, that's what, the way God made me. And, you know, I just, I have this, you know, and I, I'm also, I have a lot of clients that are in the corporate world. So I have to be mindful of that. So I'm always, I'm not always too far left or too far right. I do just enough. Um, uh, that's that comfortable for me and for the area of the atmosphere that I'm in. So, yeah. And through this journey, have you had any, um, 
spiritual mentors and and just people who that you just turn to for guidance absolutely absolutely i am um, i'm very um close with uh, dr medina pullins she has been very instrumental in me um through this course of being a first lady um and building a church um, i'm also uh very endeared to uh, sarita jakes who uh, has given me a platform, gave me my first platform to speak to leading ladies um, at uh, the Potter's House. I was able to speak there back in May, but just being close to their family over the last 25 years um, has been a blessing in watching her grow and being able to watch her uh, matriculate through being a first lady from West Virginia, which is when I met them, to being an internationally known first lady. You know, that's a mm. huge transition. Um, and I watched her do it with grace. And so I love the fact that I can call her and she's a phone call away when I have rough moments, you know. Um, and so I also have a, a, a personal mentor, um, Dr. Vicki Johnson, Elder Vicki Johnson, who is um, our soror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Vicki. <laughs> I mean, every part of me, my worst me, my most intolerable me, you know, the, 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 the ugly me, she loves me through. Um, and I, um, I appreciate her from the bottom of my heart for, you know, teaching me how to manage ministry, marriage, and, um, and, and makeup all in, under the same hat. She has taught me how to do that. Um, that balance of motherhood. Um, she spoke to me when I had a baby out of wedlock and said, you know, your son is going to reach the nations. I mean, you know, just having those kind of impactful words over someone's life when they, cause I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, you've talked about all the good things that I've done, Arian, but in the process of that, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of things wrong. You know, I've not always said right things or felt right things, but through it all, God has graced me and she was able to teach me that, you know? And so I appreciate her for that because otherwise I would have given up. Mm-hmm. I would have given up. So I appreciate her for that. And so those are the three people who have been um, very impactful in my life um, over these last, you know, few years. That is beautiful for the ladies that are listening and they're in entrepreneurship and they're looking to get, um, they may even be, they may even be in a rough spot, you know, or they may honestly be in a, even a high place. What is an actionable item that you can tell them to do to apply to their life to really help them take things to the next level and the next dimension. Hmm, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a t- what a I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading. The reason why I'm asking also because I'm also have the book open right now <laughs> to mm-hmm. your to your passage and everything in the book and and you were talking about don't just feed your career goals while starving your faith and your faith is the nutrient needed for your growth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so true. So many people are going to turn to this book for the growth, you know, that they're looking for. So that's why I was like, what's something that's an actionable item that you can tell them that's applicable to them right now, whether they're like say in a low spot or whether they're in a high spot that, Hey, if you apply this, you need to get ready for some miraculous things to happen in your life. I think that prayer is that thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really um, understanding when you pray. I, I pray very strategically, Arian. I don't just talk, but I pray the word. And when you pray the word, I call God on this word. God, this is what you said. You said this. I think the more you know about who you are and whose you are, then the better position and posture you have in the kingdom. A lot of times we don't realize that we are not the underdog. We, we People automatically think we're the underdog. We're never the underdog. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, if God be for me, who can be against me? There's nothing or no one that can be against me that's going to win over me because God has my back. But sometimes people need to be reminded of that. And mm-hmm. although we may know the scripture, we we don't apply it. And so I say, God, you said that if you be for me, who can be against me? Why is this person triumphing over me? Why is it? And God will say to me, he will begin to lead me to scripture and show me, you know, some of the things that, you know, even when you think about the story of Gideon, when Gideon thought that they were going to, that those warriors or those, those soldiers were going to triumph over him because he had less and he did more with less people. You understand what I mean? So God will show you where you're deficient. I'm going to make you great. Trust me on that. You know, and so he'll lead me to some scriptures and some stories in the word that are reminders of how this thing is going to pan out. 
it's going to pan out in my favor. And through it, you know, through that prayer and that time of, of reading the word, it helps you to understand the development that's happening in the process. I can't imagine standing before thousands of soldiers and all of the people that's around me back down. That's real talk. That's real life. You know, when you standing before a situation and nobody around you is able to help you and nobody around you is offering you any kind of solution. And you're looking like, what am I going to do? And God will show you how resourceful you are with the little bit that you have and teach you strategy and show you how to be able to pull off the project, to be able to get through this rough spot, to be able to overcome some of the obstacles that you have faced or that you're facing currently. I keep telling people that development is happening, not destruction. God is not a God of destruction. That's good. He is a God of development. And so when you realize that, and you realize that this thing that I'm dealing with is only temporary. My husband taught this Sunday, and I'm going to leave you with this. We have to remember the story of Jonah. When they were on that boat, and Jonah was <laughs> Jonah was at the bottom of this boat, child. he was away in the down. We weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, he was being disobedient. Throw, <laughs> he was disobedient. Mm-hmm. We got to throw some Jonahs off, honey. They got to go. So meanwhile, they throwing stuff off the boat that they needed because they thought that if they didn't throw it off the boat, that they were going to die. No, you can throw Jonah off. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the disobedient one in your life? What is what's really going on? Where have you been in the area of disobedience? Because you need to throw that thing away because that's what's weighing you down. And so knowing that word, you know, and, and really understanding, you know, those stories and, and, and paralleling them to your life. It's going to be so helpful and encouraging when you're having a rough spot. Oh, that is excellent. Okay, now this is not what I plan on asking some of the other ladies that um, that are in the book and on that will be on the podcast. But because you are a minister and this thing right here is, is flowing so well, I want you to just close us out in prayer. I want you to pray over these women that are listening, that are in their businesses, that are, you know, looking for more growth. Um, if you don't mind, <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. And and I appreciate, um, us ending this, um, in prayer. Prayer is so, um, essential. Um, and I, I, I do want to pray for the entrepreneur, um, while we are on the phone. Um, so father in Jesus name, we thank you, father. We thank you God for this opportunity, God, to share, um, to your women and your, and those that are listening. God, that you are awesome and you are great. We thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega, that you are the beginning and the ending of a thing. Some trust in horses and others in chariots, but Lord, I'm determined to trust in you because God, you've never left us. You've never forsaken us. God, you've kept us. God, even when we did not want to be kept, we thank you, Father, Lord, that you have been everything that we could ever need, God, that, Lord, you have supplied all we need, not just financial, God, but you've supplied us, God, with, with, with spiritual provision, God, and with, with psychological provision, God. You have supplied us with all that we have need. You told us to keep our minds on you, and you would keep us in perfect peace. So I thank you for the peace of God that rests on this podcast, for the peace of God that rests on each listener, God, that is listening in right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Father, Lord, that as you grant them your peace, that you would stir up the giftings in them, God, that you would allow them, Father, Lord, to be, God, a light, oh God, on a hill to so many that are in dark places. I thank you, Father, for the gifts of the Spirit, Father, Lord, that you are causing to manifest in our lives, Lord, that you're teaching us to love and to be patient and kind, Lord, that you're teaching us temperance and long-suffering and that the development of our character is happening through all of the issues and the and, the, and the, the things that we are enduring. I thank you, Father, Lord, that we are growing in you each and every moment, that through this 45-minute podcast, Father, Lord, that someone's faith has been increased, that someone's life has been changed, that a shackle has been broken, and that, Lord, that, that new life and new eyes that they would see through God, Lord, that that has now been developed. I pray, Father, that you would protect our ear gates against negativity and against people and against situations, Father, that mean us no good. I pray, Father, Lord, that you would protect that which we see, Father, that we only look at you. God, that we don't look at the situation, but that we look at you because you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly 
above all we could ask or think. I pray, Father, Lord, for every idea that has been incubated, for every thought that has been written down. You told us to write the vision and make it plain that they that read it would run. Send those to us, God, that would read our visions and run with it. Send us, God, all of the business partners that we need, God, all of the graphics, Lord, and all of the investors, God, and all of the people, all of the entities that cause for and make for a successful business. We ask, Father, Lord, that you would show us what to write so that when they do read it, God, that they would run with it and that it would be great. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we thank you for the greatness that you have put into us. We thank you for the giftings that you have caused us to all have. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in our lives. We look forward to the success of our businesses and and our marriages and our careers and our friendships and our loved ones. We thank you that we're well-rounded women, Lord, and that we're going to do things with excellence because with you, we can do all things. We thank you and we love you. We trust you. And we appreciate you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I am so honored to have you contribute to the book, to speak at the conference. And yes, many people are going to be blessed by this. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so full. And girl, I will talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Fearless Faith and Hustle podcast with Arian Simone. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review.